This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Not Lukewarm Podcast. I'm Deanna Bartolini, and I am so happy that you are here to spend some time with me. So, the next couple of episodes, I am going to be discussing the liturgical year. So, we've begun a new year in our calendar year. It's January. And so that has a certain rhythm to it, right? We have four seasons of the year. We have times of celebrations. We have birthdays. We have different times of the year that we do all different sorts of things. Some of them are determined maybe by the weather, by where we live, but we have just a cycle that we go through pretty much every year, right? Starting in January, and then ending in December, and then starting again. Well, the church is very similar in that we have a cycle that we follow. And so our liturgical year in the Catholic Church begins with Advent, which typically begins in December, four Sundays before Christmas. Uh, we begin with Advent, and then we finish with ordinary time uh, all the way at the end of November. So that's the general gist of how our year goes. We have six liturgical seasons, and uh, there's not going to be a quiz, but here they are. The six liturgical seasons are Advent, Christmas, Lent, the Triduum, which is a, an extremely short season uh, of three days, between at the very end of Lent, uh, right before Easter. So it's Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. Then we have the Easter season, which begins with Easter Sunday and ends with Pentecost. And then we have Ordinary Time. Ordinary Time actually occurs twice during the cycle of seasons. It'll occur between Christmas and Lent, and then it will occur again between Easter and Advent. And so it depends how long it is, depending on how much time is between those seasons. There's no set time for it. And what I love about the cycle of our liturgical year, a couple of things, really. First of all, there are times of feasting and there are times of fasting. And it's so wonderful that the church has put those in there for us. Those times where we are all out celebrating the good things that are happening in our faith life, right? We're celebrating the birth of Christ. We're celebrating his resurrection. We celebrate various saints and feast days. We celebrate various feast days of Mary, the Blessed Mother. And those are times of celebration. When you go to church, you often will see that things look a little different than they do than usual. Maybe more flowers, different colors, But we're also called during those times to personally celebrate within our families and our communities to celebrate those exciting times of the church. And then there are the times we are called to fasting. Uh, During Lent, we are definitely called to do some fasting, to look at our lives and see what we maybe can get rid of to purify ourselves and bring ourselves closer to God. Advent is also Not so much a time of uh, fasting per se, but definitely a time of preparation. We are preparing ourselves for the birth of Christ and to celebrate all that that entails. So the church gives us times of feasting, fasting, times of celebrating, and then ordinary time. 
And ordinary time really is that time that we have when we can really dig in deeply into our faith life and really see what God is calling us to do. <coughs> Excuse me. So, a little bit more. Um, the church gives us clues, right? So, if you think about in nature, uh, depending again on where you live, um, you're going to see clues as the seasons change, right? Um, in the fall, things start to die. Leaves and trees that were, were full turn brown. The leaves fall, so they start to look dead, a little lifeless, and you're wondering, oh my goodness, is any what's going to happen next? And then we have winter, which is a time really where uh, there's it's, it can be very cold and a little bit dreary at times, but it's that, that sort of inward turning, right, of of what's going to happen next. And then what happens next is spring with its growth and its, its new life that comes forth. And then we have summer where, again, there's a lot of growth in the summer. There's a lot of newness that comes about in the summer. And then again, we have fall all over again. Well, the church year is the same. And as we have different seasons and colors that we see in nature, in the church, we have different seasons that go along with different colors. And so that's something to think about as well. So during ordinary time, we see the color green. The color green is used extensively in ordinary time in what the priest wears, in stoles and, and chasubles, in the colors of the altar linens. There's a lot of green, right? Uh, another color that you're going to see in church is you're going to see purple. Purple is used, uh, it's the color of royalty and it's used more as a penitential color. And so we see that during Advent and we see that during Lent. Celebrations are white or gold. Um, so Christmas is not really red and green in the Catholic Church. Christmas is gold and white because we focus on purity and just that sense of celebration that goes along with those times. Uh, and then we also, we use the color red occasionally. We will use the color red for Palm Sunday. We will use the color red for Pentecost with the coming of the Holy Spirit. We will use the color red on Good Friday when we uh, remember Jesus' passion and death and resurrection. So all of those are, are the times of different, the colors that we're going to use. Um, when you think about the seasons, really, in some way, it would be great if we could live those out a little bit in our daily life. And so I know in my own home, I try to change up certain decorations and not a lot. I'm not saying that I redo my entire house uh, for every season. That would just be too much of an undertaking for me personally. Um, but just the idea that to be in sync with the liturgical year and to know what is going on, to have visual reminders. And so during Lent, instead of having flowers, I'll often have bare branches or um, just something that reminds me that we're not in a time of feasting and celebration, right? That's, that's one example of something you can do. The other thing that we have in in the church, in addition to we have these cycles of time, right? We have all of these cycles of time. Um, we have cycles of readings that we use at different times. And 
the Sunday readings follow three different cycles, A, B, and C. And this year, we are in cycle A, and so we are mostly going to be focusing on the Gospel of Matthew in our Sunday Gospel readings. And so those readings are read, and during ordinary time especially, we focus so much on what did Jesus do when he was walking the earth with us? What was he doing? So we learn during ordinary time about the, uh, his parables. We learn about his healings that he did for so many, many people. We learn also about all the miracles that he did. So all of that. We get the Sermon on, on the Mount. Uh, all of those things we learn about during ordinary time where we're focused on really the ordinary life of Jesus, that we sometimes forget that he had a day-to-day life, that he lived in and out of every day, just like we do. And so when I think about ordinary time, I don't view it as being dull or boring. I view it as an opportunity to really dive deeply into, uh, into my faith and really learn what it is that God is trying to teach me during this particular season, because I'm always asking God that question. What do you want me to learn now? What is it that I'm supposed to take away from this experience or this time period? Um, All of that is just so important. And so I love how the church gives us these seasons to enter into the life of the church. And so, you know, Advent, uh, again, I said earlier, is, you know, four, four weeks And that's when we're really spending all of that time preparing to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And then Christmas, Christmas begins with uh, Christmas Eve. We have, if you have late afternoon Mass and then midnight Mass. And then it goes on until the baptism of the Lord, which is um, usually sometime in the first or second week of January. And then after that, we're going to have ordinary time. Then after ordinary time, we're going to have Lent. And Lent begins with Ash Wednesday. And it's six weeks. It's six weeks of a time where we really dig deeply into ourselves and say, what do I need to do to purify myself to be ready for the resurrection? And then Easter, uh, excuse me, not Easter, but rather Lent ends on Holy Thursday. And Holy Thursday begins that super short season of the Paschal or the Paschal Triduum, which is the Triduum literally means three days. And so it's Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday, where we're recalling the suffering, the death, and the resurrection of Christ. All of those. And then Easter begins uh, with this joyful, joyful celebration at the Easter Vigil on the eve of Easter Sunday. And that's then we celebrate for 50 days. We have 50 days of celebrating Jesus's resurrection. And that ends on Pentecost. And we consider Pentecost to be the birth of the church. And then after Pentecost, we go back to ordinary time. And then ordinary time will continue all the way up until Advent of the following year. So rather than, so the calendar year ends January, it goes January 2020 until December 2020. The 
church year began November 2019 and will end in uh, November 2020. So it straddles two years a little bit. And like I mentioned, uh, the gospel that we're going to be focusing in on during this year, which is cycle A, we are going to be focusing on the gospel of Matthew. And so, ta-da, our Not Lukewarm Challenge is going to be to read the Gospel of Matthew. However, usually our Not Lukewarm Challenges are a week long. This time, we're going to take 28 days because the Gospel of Matthew has 28 chapters. So if you start today, which is January 10th, you will finish on February 6th. So as you read each night, Read, read a gospel, read one chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. I'm going to give you a, a little bit of, a little more homework, maybe. Um, I am a, a big believer in reading scripture and that God speaks to us in what we read. And so when you read, underline, or if you're not comfortable writing in your Bible, have a little notepad that you use for this purpose, and underline or write down either verses or the words that that jump out at you, that really speak to your heart, that you want to remember. And as you go through reading all of the Gospel of Matthew, at the end, you're probably going to have a substantial number of verses and words that spoke to you. And then we're going to look at those verses. And I'm going to ask you to consider choosing one of those verses or words to be your verse for the year or maybe to be your life verse. Uh, I think it's really uh, an important thing to have a verse that, or more, more than one verse, that you can hold on to that really propels you in your walk as a Christian, in your walk as someone who knows God and knows his word. And so that's the other part of the challenge. So it's a month-long challenge. It's going to start January 10th, finish February 6th. And one chapter a night, it's not going to take you very long. But keep a little log of what it is that is meaningful to you as you read those verses. Just what is meaningful to you as you read those verses. What, And then from that, look at what could be your verse that you choose as your walk, that the, the verse that you want to carry with you as you walk this year on your Christian journey, or maybe, like I said, even the verse you want to hold on to as your life verse. Um, my life verse is Revelation 3.16. I talked about that way back in our, the first episode when I introduced myself. Uh, not lukewarm. That's what this podcast is all about. It's about learning to live in the fullness and the abundance that God has given us in his son, Jesus, through his birth, and then ultimately through his passion, his death and resurrection. So um, next few episodes are going to be about the liturgical year and a little more specifics about them. This was just a general overview. Uh, And I hope that, again, if you have any questions about the liturgical year, I am more than happy to answer them. And I hope that you're going to accept this not lukewarm challenge of reading the Gospel of Matthew. I think you will enjoy it and get so much out of it. Uh, And again, it's not going to take a huge amount of time, but I think you will reap 
great benefit from it. So I hope you're going to join me on that challenge. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I will talk to you again next week. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.